Welcome to the Workspace Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Justin Moran. Today, we have a great guest, Diana Vagas, who helps small businesses leverage social media to drive more business. Obviously, a hot topic for a lot of people these days. She specializes in helping folks that might not have as much expertise as others in this field. So if you're a small business owner and you're concentrating on running your business, you might want to talk to someone like Diana. Here we go. You and I were chatting the other day and something came up that I thought was really interesting. And I said, well, that sounds like a podcast topic. It's kind of a theme these days. We've been talking a lot about technology and social media, but it, uh, it's top of mind for everybody. We mentioned a company called Yelp. And we mentioned a large segment of small business that includes the trade people. Everybody that's in the plumbing or electrical or painting business, you see them all over Yelp and other forms of online advertising. And is it worth it? Should they be hanging out there is the sort of topic of the day. So why don't we take a step back? Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about launch web marketing and you can dive right into the topic. Cool. That's literally the million dollar question. Like (laughs) it can be the difference over time. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Thanks for having me. My goal of being on this podcast today is to make sure that every contractor or any like similar small business model can hear their pain points around marketing and customer acquisition echoed back to them first kind of validating how they feel, what they're worried about, and then feel like I have given them or now they have the tools to fix it and that they can start building a sustainable and long-term marketing plan for their business that they have control over and not for a ton of money. Just real quick, my marketing business is almost two years old. My co-founder and I started this company because we saw a hugely underserved small business market like Anywhere from the solopreneur who makes 100 grand a year in their business all the way up to the $50 million, 100 employee company and like everyone in between. So they needed what we do, Facebook and social media help. They needed ways to improve what their customers found online when they searched for local products or services. And the problem was there's a ton of agencies out there, whether they are big or small, they offer 10, 15 more digital marketing services. What I found in my conversations with small business owners who are contractors or not is a lot of these agencies were over-promising. They were doing a few of these marketing services yeah. like outstandingly, some good, some not good at all. Some people right. were paying for and not even getting fulfilled. So we found that a lot of those companies were not experts in social media. And on top of that, they were charging like $1,000 a month per social channel. So $1,000 a month for Facebook $1,000 a month wow. for Instagram, right? And that didn't even include any paid advertising dollars, which is the backbone of any Facebook or Instagram marketing campaign. So we worked very hard to be able to provide, and, and seriously, it's minimum, twice the results at half the cost for these customers and these contractors. So those alone, our core services being Facebook, Facebook ads, and online review management, And those were the most powerful tools that we found in the first two years of our business that can position any business to win online. And those two were the ones that we start all of our clients with to help win over customers, beat out the competition, because you really have to think people Google or search the Internet for questions every second, like billions, every whatever it is, every Mm -hmm. day or or whatever search inquiries. 
So one, you have to make sure that you pop up when people are looking for a plumber, an HVAC, fuel delivery, a general contractor near them, like anything. But you also have to make sure that when you pop up and when you do in the search results, you're giving yourself every chance to convert that visitor into a customer. So after the foundations are in place, we also offer other auxiliary services. Like I highly recommend highly blogging, email marketing. And now we're doing a soft launch, like a test release um, with some clients on managed Instagram. So Okay, cool. I could use some help with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's discounted because you'll be a guinea pig. So right. don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, so it's interesting the way you kind of describe your firm because you go to a networking group and you can run into five people within 10 minutes that call themselves a marketing consultant. Oh, yeah. And more often than not, all five of them do something totally different. So like you said, instead of going to a larger agency that has a big shiny office and a lot of overhead and a lot of employees and need to charge that $1,000 a month fee for doing what you do is different than working with someone like yourself because you're specializing in that but have friends that do everything else. Exactly. Kind of talk about how you work with other people that are in your space, but not really. Sure, sure. I would start by saying these contractors or any company gets inundated with solicitations yeah. um, for services that they don't even understand, like SEO, yeah. web design. <laughs> right. Even the direct service providers hound them, like Yelp, Yext, Home Advisor, Angie's List. You have companies that do like direct mail marketing, print newspaper, the local shoppers, like the Canton shopper, mm -hmm. the Milton shopper. That goes directly into my recycling bin. Like I might look at it for leads for businesses to contact and be like, here, I have a better way. Right. But like, I don't read it for sources. I've made countless mistakes and spent thousands of dollars yeah. on testing. Yeah. You yeah. know, so a lot of people don't, including me, <laughs> don't have money to throw around for testing. So let's say I'm a painting contractor. I've been in business for 10 years. All my competitors are getting online. I don't know the first thing to do. What should they do first? First, have a website. Yeah. Absolutely a clean professional website that looks like you care about your business, you're doing well financially, and you care about providing a good service and you're a good source of information for your clients. And then where we come in with the foundations of if your website just lives online mm -hmm. and it doesn't have fresh content, you don't have links from social media, you don't have updates on your Facebook, you're not going to show up very high in organic search results. So you just spend all this money and nobody's going to really find your website right. unless they're literally typing in the name of your company. So after a website, I would suggest having a really professionally managed and consistently managed Facebook and then making sure that all of your great customers are leaving reviews for you mm. online so that when somebody is typing in plumbing service, you know, near me, you show up and you have 90 reviews and the next best competitor to you has seven. Right, right. <laughs> Let's talk about Yelp for a second. Every time I go into my Yelp page, I get a call from one of their sales guys because yeah. they can see that I'm in there. I figured it out after 10 times. They can see that I'm in there messing around with something. And ultimately, five to 10 minutes later, a sales guy from New York or wherever calls me and tries to sell me on upgrading my service. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it. Should a local business think about spending dollars on a service like Yelp? I would say it depends on the size of your business. This morning, actually, one of our uh, electrician clients, he said to me, I'm so busy. I'm flat out. I got nine calls from Yelp. And to me, I was like, well, that's great. That's a great lead source. And he's like, yeah, I, I have trouble keeping up with them. So I think it comes down to the size of your business, your responsiveness, and then the quality of those leads that you're getting. Hmm. If the leads are half junk and they waste your time, 
the whole point of creating your own marketing platforms, your own marketing strategies is you don't rely on things that are more volatile, like leads that come through Yelp, what you have to pay Yelp, what you have to pay Angie's List, what you Mm. have to pay Home Advisor. I would say the best defense to that is an offense. So having a buttoned up website where you control the customer experience when they reach out to you. Very good. So just having the same information on all the platforms, but not necessarily putting too much effort or too much money, quite frankly, uh, behind one of them and just sort of waiting out and seeing where your efforts and dollars are best spent. Is that kind of the message? Definitely. So thinking about lead sources, I think that today contractors are getting a little too dependent on one or two or three lead sources. So like take Angie's list. Back in 2013, 2014, I had met with a moving company and um, he was telling me 85% of my business comes from Angie's list. He had built his company from the ground up. It was over like a $10 million business, like great business guy, very savvy. And he said to me, I'm worried about the day when these leads don't come from Angie's list. Mm. He was willing to pay the like astronomical price attached to being an Angie's List vendor mm-hmm. like I could buy like a jag for like what he was <laughs> no what he was paying a year okay. and he was happy to do it because you put in a hundred grand and you make 10 million but over time as Angie's List became a free source for homeowners the quality of those leads the consistency of those leads declined and if that's where 85 percent of your business comes from and that is threatened yeah. your entire business is threatened so my conversation with him was around how can we build your own customer experience where you're not relying on these leads. So I guess the message there is it's going to evolve as technology evolves, as platforms evolve, as consumer behaviors evolve online, your lead sources will change. So it's not like this is kind of like a set it and forget it thing for the next five years. Let's say that Facebook is a great platform for XYZ, you know, home painter. How do you work with them to maintain their Facebook presence such that it can continue to be a good source of leads for them. I have some free tips that I can share. All right. Um, So there is like a really big benefit to the DIY plan for Facebook. The DIY plan. (laughs) Do it yourself, Facebook. The do it yourself, Facebook plan. Okay. So idea number one when you're doing your own Facebook, customer reviews. So 90% of people read online reviews before making a purchase decision. So you can grab content from your your Google or your Facebook review page and post it as a graphic onto your Facebook page. That way, when people visit your page for the first time or see this testimonial in your newsfeed, your company just went over some major credibility points. And that's one of the best digital ads that you can make is words from one of your customers. I read this awesome quote once that was, the point of a business is to make customers who make more customers. The best way to do that is to, one, ask your customers to leave reviews for you, but then two, turn it into a social media post on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, anything. Great idea. Uh, I didn't have any reviews and I was talking to someone, I was like, how do you get reviews? And they're just like, why don't you ask people? (laughs) so i started asking people and all of a sudden i have like 20 exactly it's it's so easy just like hey let's think of someone that enjoyed working with me and ask them to tell other people how much they enjoyed working with and they do it yes it's not that hard yes exactly (laughs) especially if you do a good job and another example of the best offense for your business is a good defense because Mm. say you know, you had a rogue renter who was not happy and yeah. is just crazy and yep. leaves a horrible review. It's kind of like a badge of honor. If you have 20 great reviews and one bad one, they're like, okay, well, this guy's for real. Like, right. and you know, they can read what that person read and your response to it 
yeah. and, and you're protected that way. It's so important to respond because I actually have a crazy person. I know. They're posting reviews. They've posted two that are like one star reviews and I've mm. never met either of these people. So they're clearly, they have like fake email addresses and they're, they yes. just get off on being a jerk. So you have to be careful. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like a badge of honor. Yeah. We say the same thing on Facebook as if you get trolled, someone is leaving insane comments on your Facebook ads or on your page. Like yeah. you've made it. Like, right. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're famous on Facebook. Like yeah. cool. you're troll worthy. The second idea is to make sure that your Facebook links back to your own website. We see way too often a page that just posts links to other people's websites or other news sites, whether you're driving traffic to like HGTV or Boston Business Journal or whatever. You're putting together some curated content, but you're never driving your own traffic back to your website. That's a huge mistake and a really big missed opportunity to bring people back. Um, because once they're on your website, you have the opportunity to convert them into being a customer. So that's why I say the number one thing foundation can have is a good website. Blog posts are really great. So we write these blog posts where we highlight a service, we address a problem. The blog then shows up in search results because people are looking for answers to those questions. And here you've provided an answer to that question and then worked in your own service and say, here's what you do for your AC tune-up. And by the way, here's the link to have our technician come out. So you've had that person on your website for the 45 seconds that it takes to read your blog post. And then you have a call to action and blogs make a great piece of content for Facebook to drive traffic from your Facebook, whether it's a paid ad, which is insanely cheap or organic content on your own Facebook driving traffic back to your website. I'm so glad you brought up that entire topic because everyone kept telling me to create a blog, create a blog, create a blog. And I'm saying, I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to run a business. I don't write. And I didn't understand why that I should be creating original content. Obviously, this podcast series is part of that. Yeah. And I have been dipping my toe into writing some blog posts. I'm not great at it. But if you're a plumber or an HVAC guy and you're running a business with a team of 15 and you don't have a full-time marketing person, what you're saying is your firm will basically take over that whole piece, help them write original content based upon their subject matter expertise and manage their Facebook presence to allow them to link back to original content on their own website, hence driving traffic to them. Correct. Far yeah. out. It is gold. So what we do is we write the blog. Here's an example. Buying a home with propane heat, five things you should know. And we boost that to homeowners who live within a five-mile radius of my client's office. And then we were sending hundreds of readers over to read that blog about propane. Cool. So it works twofold. One is you get tens of thousands of impressions for very, very cheap. But then you can also measure how many people saw your ad and then you can measure how many people click that ad and were interested and then went to your website to read more about your company. And then they're living on your website and you have their attention. The benefit of Facebook being for now, it is so cheap to drive those clicks um, to your website. For that client, we were getting 30 cent cost per click, which the industry average is over $2 cost per click for the home services industry. So there are very, very smart ways to use Facebook to reach an incredible population that's very targeted mm. within zip codes, homeowners. They have geo-targeting. What's the third one? Highlight an employee. This is a great one. So just snap a picture, write a short or a long little blurb about them, how long they've worked with you. Well, you should know that. Um, 
you can ask them, you know, what their favorite part of the job is, one of their favorite uh, recent stories where they really helped a customer out. And that builds goodwill with not only the employee, they feel appreciated and listened mm. to, and they get highlighted on the Facebook page. But most likely it'll be like one of the top most engaged posts on your Facebook too. Very good. So you're basically trying to humanize what you're trying to do out there. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. People want to bond with a company. It's kind of like when you're car shopping, like say you're interested in like Volvos, you're going to notice Volvos everywhere. If this company provided an answer to you when you needed it, and then they keep showing up on your Facebook and in your newsfeed and they're providing you value, you're going to trust them over somebody else that you just found on HomeAdvisor or on Yelp or Angie's List. They've already captured your attention. So when they need you, they'll recognize your name. And if they don't remember your name, when they Google your name, They'll find you yeah. and then they'll recognize you. So one of the things that I struggled with a couple of years ago when I launched my own company was what platform to concentrate on. There's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. So, it, you know, there's all these social media platforms out there. How do you know which one to spend any time or money on? I always get asked this question. Okay. Always. My easy answer is if you're doing it yourself, it's whatever one you feel comfortable and you're familiar with doing. So okay. if you love Twitter, you live on that platform, go with Twitter because Twitter needs really heavy engagement and heavy usership as the business owner to make it worthwhile for your company just because of the amount of content that gets published to Twitter and the fact that most people are lurkers of Twitter and not engagers of Twitter. So you really have to stay on top of that. But if you have no preference or you're outsourcing it, I would say Facebook, just because 68% of Americans are on Facebook, wow, are users of Facebook. And then when we think about the consumer target for contractors or other companies, for people aged 30 to 49, it's almost 80% of people in America are using Facebook. So you have like two sides of the coin. One is the organic reach. So if you build up your own audience of fans and followers and their networks, it's great. It's free exposure if you're posting it yourself or it's mm -hmm. very cheap if you're hiring a, a company like Launch. And then the other half of that is the Facebook ads where it's, it's literally costing cents or a couple hundred bucks a month to reach a more engaged audience than you would in other medias like print ads or other local forms of advertising. Cool. Once you start working with a company for a while, what can you tell them about their customers or prospects or suspects that they don't know already themselves? A lot. <laughs> you can tell a lot from just the type of content that gets liked and shared and commented on the most. So we've gotten insight into specific campaigns that we want to run. Like for one of our HVAC and plumbing companies, we saw really high engagement on bathroom remodel. So we said, this is, you know, like a hot topic for you. Can we do a couple extra blog posts? And the cost per click on those went down even further. So it's mm. kind of like listen to the people and give them what they want. Right. Another tip for stuff to post on your Facebook if you need ideas is doing a poll. So you can do a really fun poll to like actually gain some insight or just want to interact with people. Yeah. You could do, um, since we're in Massachusetts, a you won $10,000 on a scratch off ticket. What home remodel would you do? And you could list kitchen, bath, deck, like yeah. air conditioning. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you can get some insight that way. You could even ask something simple that's like, did your roof leak last winter? Or are you worried about your roof leaking? Oh, right. 
So if you're asking me, and it's super easy to make a poll in Facebook, like right on your own business page, when you would click make a post, you can click make a poll. Make a poll. I've seen that. Yeah. And it's so easy. And then you can really see the amount of people who can engage with your page and they don't have to like think of some crazy answer. It's multiple choice and they just click like it's, it's easy. They click, keep scrolling. Right. You get to measure some engagement on your page. So what if you're talking to a business owner that is just social media agnostic, like <laughs> has been doing things for 20 years his way. And yeah. apparently it's the right way because he's still in business yep. and just hasn't even dipped a toe into the whole social media world. How can you work with someone like that? I think you phrased it very kindly, agnostic. When I hear, I don't use Facebook, I'm too old. I wasn't born in that generation. Yeah. I stop and I, I feel bad. I feel bad that somebody feels like they can't learn something new because they think it's out of reach or it's too hard to learn. It's not. Yeah. It's a very self-intuitive platform. And social media and Facebook and social networking is not going anywhere. So if I told you that you could reach 68% of Americans for super cheap, you don't have to make a crazy expensive television commercial. There's no insane production costs. You don't have to buy expensive television or print ads. And you can measure everyone who saw your ad and everyone who clicked it. It just hurts me that somebody who has dedicated their life and their career and their savings and their time and their livelihood all to their business would ignore or be ignorant about such a powerful marketing tool. It's definitely not going anywhere. No, and, no. And TV is not. dead. I don't I don't watch TV. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so if the TV is on at your house and the commercial comes on, you know what everyone does? They pick up their phone and they check their email or they go on Facebook or Instagram. So true. Or whatever. So it's not hard, I promise. And it reaches just about everyone. So my goal is to educate businesses so that they can do it themselves or educate them enough so they know that when they hire someone they can tell for themselves that that person is doing a good job or not. And they're not like getting taken advantage of in any way. So Diana can basically set your mind at ease when it comes to social media management. This is what we're saying. here. <laughs> There's a new tagline. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> set your mind at ease with launch web marketing. There you go. Cool. <laughs> How can people reach you? Check out our website, launchwebmarketing.com. Cool. That, the tips that I gave today, there's more. There's those and there's more in our blog, our own blog. And literally email me at diana at launchwebmarketing.com. You can call me. You can ask me anything you want about your page or your Facebook. Who's managing it now? Get a second opinion. I love local business. I love small businesses. I love entrepreneurialism. And I just love people and I love what I do. And I'm here as a resource. Cool. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for another great topic, and we'll see you on the next one.